Hello and welcome to Studio Geekly, your podcast for all things nerdy, geeky, <laughs> and awesome. I'm your host, Meowkle. Nah, I'm just kidding around. My name's Michael, and with me, as always, the most perfect of co-hosts and my older brother, Jaco. No dogs allowed! Beagle. Jaco, how are you feline today? God, that's pretty good. I'm getting really There's no way you did up. not rehearse that. There's no I might have talked to myself in the street a few times. I got some questions, some looks. I like it. I like it. No, but uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Back from vacation or, or hiatus, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just back from vacay. Can't tell you where I went or I'd have to kill you. Mm-hmm. And just been playing the new Pokemon Snap. Just You've been came playing out. Pokemon Snap. Just came out yesterday, so okay, I've been so a like, bunch. <laughs> you know, like an addict, I have been playing nothing but Animal Crossing with my best friends online. Yeah. Um, and we just were in this war of who can send the other the most gifts. Mm-hmm. So I wake up to just forty, you know, quote unquote, uh, like packages. Yeah. From, from yeah. Amanda, you know. That's freaking uh, awesome. And <laughs> mine, I'm just. I know that she only just started playing the game, so I'm just sending her. People who play Animal Crossing will get this. I'm just sending her like DIY stuff of how she can like build the next thing. <laughs> but I have been just working my new job and literally selling this podcast to anybody I can. Hey, I, that's the dream. I have 100% walked up to certain people um, and just been like, don't listen to it. Just give it five stars. Just do it. Just do it. For me, for my, on my birthday recently, I was yeah. like, hey guys, for my birthday, I'm passing out stickers. This is my podcast. If you guys could all just go to it and not listen to my voice. Just give me um, five stars. <laughs> and give me five stars. And that was a good present from a lot of people. Do I hey. sound desperate? I'm not desperate. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, though. Uh, also, I was going to say, Demon Slayer just came out. The movie right. just came, came out. out. Right. It came out last Friday. Did last you, Friday. Have you watched it? So here's the thing. I went on vacation and wasn't able to see it. And now that I'm back home, we're on lockdown and everything's closed, so I can't go see it. <laughs> well, can we do a download? Can we do a movie night? There's, like, no, there's I bring nothing pop- we can do. I well, mean, it's like it's only out in theaters, and like you can't even like illegally will, download it. <laughs> like most of my friends who know me back in the blockbuster days and theater days, we have literally watched movies with people getting up and coughing and walking past the screen. Yeah, like that's yeah. how I watched most of the last of the Harry Potter yeah. films. So I am not afraid to watch some somebody's grandma because it is usually grandmas by the way who are filming with their camcorders shaking the whole movie i will enjoy it yeah at this i will point, sit in a vibrating chair and just enjoy the whole movie yeah i know right now harry's just laughing his ass off because he went and saw it while i was on vacay and then i was gonna go see it when i got back home but then we got shut but down no and... people kept going out and going on vacations and now Screw you, harry. Sick again Screw yeah. you harry damn yeah. it yeah harrison <laughs> get out of here get out get, get back in your kennel but yeah, also we've been working on the studio. That's probably why we've been out so long. I haven't been doing many episodes because we've been working on this. Also with the vacation and you know blah, blah blah life getting in the way. Yeah, we've just been working like really hard. I haven't been shirking responsibilities at all. <laughs> I've just been thinking about how hard I'm gonna work and when I'm gonna work really hard. You're a delegator. That's that's the best. That's the best you attribute know, you can I'm have. I'm just a go getter. <laughs> you know, while you're like building this entire studio for us, I'm just really thinking about what matters the most. Thank you know, you. Yeah. and I think that that's what integrity is. And the way this world works, you're getting paid more. <laughs> <laughs> Makes total sense. I'm slinging yogurt, dude. I'm making <laughs> making that white gold. I'm getting paid to work out. This beach body came out of nowhere. Thank you. I want to thank my fans. I want to thank my parents. Thanks for the genetics. I'm just saying I'm a perfect specimen, you know? <laughs> Except True. for this fucking lisp and the ADHD. 
also oh yeah we've also we just got done do, doing an episode on my buddy kyle's podcast pocket parlay just a great sport having to deal with me that was I, awesome it was a really fun time if you guys don't you know if you want to come check it out it's called pocket parlay me and michael were on it together he kind of just interviews people and tells them about their stories and kyle is like crazy good at interviewing people and he is really um he is incredibly respectful he's mm-hmm. talented and he works hard like he n- he knew that i had adhd and he still gave me um a, a whiskey ginger yeah and he <laughs> rolled with it to his best abilities right like, he tried to make sure that we were very comfortable and my favorite thing was when he brought us into his full-fledged beautiful studio and goes yeah oh yeah i haven't really i'm not i haven't really done this i've only done a few episodes and i'm like oh yeah yeah totally. you don't too. look professional us no, totally. too. Yeah. yeah this is totally nonchalant and he wants it. to come on ours i'm like nope 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 not until our studio's yeah. done <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah we don't want you to sit on the couch <laughs> you're gonna feel like this is a different kind of interview if you know what i'm saying <laughs> Take your pants off. That sounded more like Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, today's episode we're gonna be talking about the cat returns. Yeah, the cat's out of the bag. I was making a lot of the, yeah, the if jokes it, there. If you couldn't get the cat joke from yeah, Michael if, in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> if you couldn't get my if you couldn't get my little jokes here and there, I try to open up with something that is uh uh comparatively to whatever subject we were studying at the time. And this one is an Spot on. Relatively, Spot on. <laughs> relatively goldy, but an oldie in a sense that it is Studio Ghibli's only quote unquote possible sequel to a Studio Ghibli film. Right. Yeah. Which we'll talk about later because I, I also absolutely. Didn't know. So yeah, Studio Ghibli movie came out in two thousand two. The Cat Returns. Do you find yourself saying Studio Geekly every time you want to say Studio I, Ghibli? I really, did I, I say I, it? I, I no, might you have. didn't. But I, I was practicing at work. Um, my job is so loud that I'm able to talk to myself and nobody notices. Yeah. And they also don't notice me just screaming uh, uh, the Spice Girls to myself. <laughs> so they just think, oh man, Michael's in a groove. And I'm like, I am the groove. I am the groove. But <laughs> the yes, The Cat Returns is what we will be talking about from Studio Ghibli. Uh, Jaco, you can go ahead and uh, set us off about about this film. Yeah, before what we start, uh, I actually have some Rotten Tomato percentages, if you want to take a guess. So, Jaco, I want to guess this movie is Okay, we got the, we got the critics. Mm-hmm. And then we got the audience, so we want to get. I'm gonna say the critics is higher than the audience because the audience is dumb. Usually, yes. Yeah, so, so I'm gonna call it an eighty seventy-five percent by the audience. I'm gonna call it a ninety-five percent by Rotten Tomatoes. Somewhat close. So you got ninety-one from the critics. Okay. And then we got eighty-two from the audience. Uh, so did you did you hear me, audience? Say eighty. <laughs> no, seventy-five. Yeah, you were you were hella close though. But yeah, so this movie came out. I've never seen this movie, so this is why you're going to be talking to me kind of about this movie. So that's a, I'm so excited to hear your interpretation of it from fresh eyes. Yeah. Because did you go into this film blind? Is my first question. Completely blind. Did all you I knew look was it the up cover. At all. The didn't, names? No, that's it? Nothing. Didn't know okay, the actors in it. Didn't know anything. That is really exciting. But that also, I wonder if the movie was a bit... Um, uh, not very like exciting for you because it is kind of very slow start slice of life right you know m- m- almost like kiki's delivery service right. where you're like oh this is this is underwhelming mm-hmm. a bit uh, well i well i go into mostly everything in my life without expectations so i'm never disappointed <laughs> yeah because if you go into stuff expecting things i'm like if i went into this movie expecting it to be as good as princess mononoke 
I, there's you can just be no sorely disappointed right. every time. All right, exactly. So why why do that to yourself? I just went into the movie thinking like it's gonna be a Studio Ghibli movie. I'm gonna have fun. I know it's gonna be good mm-hmm. if it's anything like that. So yeah. So anyways, our movie's about Haru, which is our main character, who's like a teenage girl who's in high school, mm-hmm. and she's played by Anne Hathaway or voice actor. Yes, we're we're by, going solely on the English um, right, casting right. because you know I know that that. Um, uh, subtitles are the most popular when it comes to getting the real feel of the mm-hmm. film because in its not, in its original language they get the jokes the uh, jokes are more comprehensible um, things are are it's the tone is set more perfectly but for I don't know for you and I I feel like Studio Ghibli films are so top tier voice actor casting they really are yeah that it's something that I'm I'm never uh, I'm never mad about. It's not the it's not stereotypically like hi, it's me, in right. like most anime dubs are. Right. But with Studio Ghibli, they always seem to sell this very soft. Um, I, uh, it is called cottage core, like feel. Uh-huh. Where everything is just this is what it is. Everybody makes their own tea and their own sandwiches and their own baskets, and everybody has their particular way of getting ready in the morning. It is very soft core right. voice acting, which right. I respect that. Yeah, and they do they do a great job at picking the lineup. Like, I knew that was Anne Hathaway the second I heard her voice. That is so weird, because I did not. Really? Yeah, I yeah. did not know that it was her. But you know what they say, if Anne hath a will, Anne hath a will. <laughs> so I knew, I knew her, and then I knew the Baron right away, too. Like I always forget his name, Carrie Elwes. Yeah, El- yeah, El- uh, Wesley is the only way I know him. Yeah, yeah. So I knew him, right? And then I knew the crow. The, yeah. Uh, Elliot Gould. Stop. His his voice is so you you know his voice. You know if you saw a picture of him, you'll know like. Yeah, his voice is iconic. Even, right. Uh, even Muta the cat is a huge voice actor. Is a huge actor. This yeah, is the Peter only, Boyle. This is the only anime film he's ever done voice really? acting for. He must have. It's one of those things when you hear it through the yeah. through the grapevine, and you have to be a part of something. There's just I love it when when surprising, uh, when surprising creators grab onto a project. Right, right. And Peter know? Peter uh, Boyle is he's like the grandpa from Everybody Loves Raymond. So I know him as Young Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is one of my favorite movies I've on never Earth. Seen it. Oh, Jacob, if you want to romp. Just yeah. <laughs> sit down and watch this freaking. This is people trying to be schmucky and dumb before it was just the most popular thing on earth. Mm-hmm. This is an Adam Sandler movie before Adam Sandler. Oh, really? You know, it is okay. the silliest thing in old timey jokes. I see what you're saying. Okay, so yeah, Peter Boyle played Muta, and then Tim Curry played the Cat King, which I kind of just heard that he passed away like three days ago, four yeah, days ago. You just told me that, which is, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, as as much as you want me to be a part of the multimedia that is the internet, I'm still just desperately trying to stay away from it. Yeah. I would. I, he he's an amazing actor, and you guys can fact check me on that. But I just typed his name in, and then the first thing that popped up says died, and it said April twenty seventh, two thousand twenty one. So, so that's. I, like, I mean, oh, that's a possibility. Sh- it's not like it's not like an actor. You know, that you hear this actor died, and the actor's like, no, I'm still here. You're right, right. So I, don't, I haven't heard but, anything. I mean, Tim but. Curry. I'm, but I didn't see anything on Facebook where people were like, R.I.P. Right. Thoughts and prayers. Right. You know? Well, R.I.P. So if he is. But, but you guys can fact check me on that. R.I.P. If he is. If he isn't. Oh, thank God. But I, if yeah. he is, you know what? I just know from Home Alone. Re- I know from Home Alone, too. 
I know you know. He had. I know him as accepting a stick of gum, right? Right. No, 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 no. No, that's that's. Never mind. Never mind. Jacob and I could do this all damn day, uh, back and forth about the movies that we've seen. But yes, Tim Curry is a beacon of um, character acting. Whereas he always he can kill any any acting scene but he still somehow remains himself and it's awesome right yeah and also a couple other other uh, notable actors or voice actors slash actresses uh judy greer plays yuki andy richard plays natura uh elliot gould like i said plays toto the raven and then Kristen bell plays hiromi 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 yeah we're doing our best so yeah pretty pretty big uh pretty big line of actors slash actresses for this movie (laughs) absolutely this film came out in 2002 and it once again studio ghibli film breaks box office records every time one is revealed man right (laughs) and uh this movie jaco i'm going to tell you some facts before we talk about this film okay okay go for it so this movie was a project that was thrown out to hayao miyazaki for he was supposed to do a 20 minute commercial for a cat themed theme park in japan It ended up being a 40-minute commercial. Okay. And then what he did was he made an entire film off of it because he enjoyed the project so much. Really? This this project, once again, was a... It's a sequel to 1995's Whisper of the Heart, which Mm -hmm. we will have some um, facts thrown in during the film by how this is a sequel. Mm -hmm. Whisper of the Heart was a film adaptation in 1995 of a manga that was very, very popular. Hayao Miyazaki loved the project that he did for the the uh, theme park that was based off of Whisper from the Heart. Oh, okay. So much that he got the artist of the manga to write a sequel manga so he could write a movie based off of it. Really? This is... these. I mean, these are people with too much money and too much time, I right. gotta say. <laughs> but she totally... Yeah, she. It's it is based off of a manga that the film creator asked the manga artist to make. That is crazy. And That's wild. Yeah. And so it is the one and only Studio Ghibli sequel out there because it has some reoccurring characters and some reoccurring themes. Very, very interesting. You uh, sound interested. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of cats, but I mean, that might be blasphemy to you. I don't. I'm, I love every animal just like I love every person. <laughs> yeah, minus the people. You don't like people that much. I don't get out a lot. <laughs> so uh, Haru, our main character, she basically, like I said, she's a high schooler. The way this movie starts off is she sees this cat, a super interesting cat, doesn't look like a normal cat, running across the road, drops whatever it's carrying and almost gets hit by a truck. And yes. she runs and actually she has like a lacrosse stick. She is a lacrosse player and my yeah. partner watching the film with me. The only thing that I have written out on my notes that he wrote is kitty scoop. King scoop because she picks up that cat. She scoops him up. This this beautiful um, uh, blue gray cat with two toned eyes yeah. is scooped up with a little present in in his mouth. Yeah, and she just yup bends it like Beckham and gets him the hell out of there. Right, which he happens to end up being Loon Loon the Loon. Pri- the prince of the of the cats basically of the cat kingdom, and so when he st- when he she like 
awakes or like looks over at him to see if he's okay he's like standing up like a human he's like wiping himself off and obviously that's pretty freaky <laughs> yeah he stands up on hind, hind legs yeah i'm yeah. surprised she didn't take a video on it for tiktok but <laughs> and also he starts talking to her too uh, which is also pretty freaky <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i would be really excited or think that the mental illness finally won yeah at that point i would like when she's like in bed like saying oh it was all a dream or something i was like eh, it might be like I am high on hallucinogens. Yeah. <laughs> was I ghost again? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so after she saves him, she just keeps kind of gets getting like bombarded by cats to get to get presents from the cat king for saving his son, which is a bunch of cat stuff. <laughs> and this is these are presents that she is either she's allergic to cat grass. She is afraid <laughs> tails, of yeah. mice. She, oh, she's allergic to cat tails. She's yeah, afraid yeah. of mice. Um and uh, these are all things that the cats think that she will love. Right. She also hears from her mother um, that her mother goes, well, did you know that you told me that you could talk to cats? Right, and yeah. And there's this super sweet flashback of her finding, oh my gosh, a wayward kitten, which all of us would, bleeding hearts, would be like, where's the mom? What am I supposed to do? How do I, I need to right. call 911. Right. And she gives her, the cat some fish crackers and feeds the cat and the cat thanks her in in meowing and so she goes mom did you know i could talk to cats and this it's almost like there's this suppressed ability that haru has right right and so i i kind of noticed that while she was like before she started talking to the cats she was kind of not not fitting in with her peers or like her friends or what have you like she felt like she didn't belong there well, she yeah. was also very interested in a boy who didn't really see her. You right, know? right. You always, you, you know, you always go out of your league. You always go out of your, um, your <laughs> cultural high. net, you know. Um, and you're always interested in the person that doesn't see you. And she is very hung up on who she is and what she is uh, purveying out to people. She's mm -hmm. very, I mean... What does Miyazaki do best? He does girls best. Wait, that sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> he, but she is, it was, it was said specifically and precisely that she needs to be a teenage girl like anybody else. Mm -hmm. Because that's not what this movie is about. This movie is about, oh, it's got to start off as normal as humanly possible. Right. Which it does. And you do not expect, if you go in blind, to the chaos that ensues. It's true. Yeah. And then uh, the, when she wakes up in the middle of the night to see all those cats coming along like walking down the street and introducing you to the cat gang is so freaking awesome and he just walks up and his first thing he says hey babe or something the, like that no hey babe it i've actually so got good. hey babe written down right here because oh, i was dying that was funny as hell. thanks a lot babe i find with uh with miyazaki films is that magic always ensues after dark and the fact that there are so many things that I actually really wish I had read up on more, but there is this parade that uh, Haru finally sees what the Cat Kingdom's all about for right. the first time. And they're standing on their hind legs. They've got the Secret Service cats. Dude, who are wearing I, the, that was were so the damn suits. funny. They're and running and grabbing other cats and chucking yeah, them. throwing them out of the way. The there, are cats, there are cats with veils and their sweet little outfits like yeah, harem yeah. cats. There's a music player with a basket on his head, which anybody who has um, any uh, interest in Japanese culture, I would actually love to know what that's based off of. Mm -hmm. there's, a there's a cat with a basket on his head, but he's like playing like a little flute or kazoo following him and you know how cats kind of have that snake like like sway uh -huh. and the cats are walking just so weird well, that's what I was carrying say. Him. when all the cats are walking like humans that they, they do such a he does such a great job on the artist like mm -hmm. drawing them that they don't look like 
cats walking like humans. They look like cats walking like cats, trying to be humans. You know what I mean? They exactly. still have the cat like shoulders. Their arms aren't to their side. Mm -hmm. They still have the cat shoulders like forward. They still look like cats. I will say with the animation, another thing about Studio Ghibli's films is that they are going to age impeccably. Because oh, yeah. Yeah. this, this, um, this uh, amalgamation of Japanese culture and English aesthetic is all the art whisper of the heart or whisper from the heart is uh, 1995 and it looks like a studio ghibli film that would come out today because that aesthetic that that uh cottage core making your own food everybody ties up their hair like you know with the arm movement specifically to tie the bow mm -hmm. and wiping their faces like there's just something about it that this animation style is going to you could watch Whisper from the Heart today and think, oh, this movie just came out. Right, Because right. that's just, that is how well, this, um, what is, what's the word when um, something is, uh, something looks old, vintage. Vintage, It's yes. very vintage the way that they, the way that these films are animated. Right, yeah. If you, if you didn't tell me this film came out in 2002, The Cat Returns, mm -hmm. I, I, I wouldn't, I would have no clue. No, I don't know what <laughs> Japanese high school high schoolers are doing, and hopefully I never know. But, <laughs> but, but the way, but the way that it ages, it's just, it's, it's like a fine wine. It's going to progress forever. Right, right, exactly. And hopefully, you know, um, things get better with schooling and whatnot, and I won't think that it's from any era every year. <laughs> So af after Haru kind of like doesn't want any of these gifts and the, the cat king comes and visits her, he's basically telling her he's going to kidnap her and take her back to the cat kingdom so he can marry her son or his son. Yeah, he um, they take his um, his servant who is a little folded, a Scottish fold um, yeah. cat it, with a really annoying voice. No offense to the voice actor. He nailed it as a servant. Um <laughs> takes her um as a all right yeah exactly. and they just whisk her away but as they whisk her away haru hears a voice in her head yeah it's like some mystery voice telling her to go to the cat bureau or the bureau yeah the cat bureau yeah or, yeah yeah which she obviously has no clue what this is no um <laughs> uh there is wait they also tell her to go find a fat white cat right or a big white cat a, oh no a big white cat right <laughs> yeah. and, and ask him about the bureau and she go for it. Oh yeah! No, so she's walking, and then this is where she finds Matu. Uh, Muta. Muta, sorry. Which is funny because um, Muta, his name is Muta in both English and Japanese. Muta is a very, very large cat with Huge. with a um, yeah. with almost like a bobcat tail. He's got a, like an old like. I'm, you know, I'm too old for this shit kind of voice. Um, well, Peter Boyle. He's yeah, Peter old Boyle man, just, you know, Peter Boyle fit. is Peter Boyle when he talks, exactly. no matter what. Yeah. And um, a joke that is constantly made about Muta in the Japanese version is they accidentally call him Buta. Which Buta? Means, which means pig in Japanese. <laughs> they, I'm always amazed at, amazed when it comes to reading manga and watching anime, the way that... Um, American creators try to translate these jokes because some mm -hmm. jokes just get lost in translation right, they don't so land. bad right. because it's all about um, the way that the word sounds. But uh, Haru, instead of calling him Buta, which means pig, she calls him Muta, yeah, that's which, so means, good, yeah. which means cow. And, you know, he's like, you're calling me a big fat cow then. Yeah. And I was like, man, what a good... I, 
what an incredible interpretation of that joke to make it sell, you know? That is good. That is good. And she finds Muta, and he leads her to the Cat Bureau. Right, right. And once he she gets to the Cat Bureau, he introduces them to the Baron, which, like I said, one of the coolest cats, like, obviously out there, no pun intended. But he... <laughs> pun was intended, for sure. Yeah, that's, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, it is. But, uh, yeah, so as soon as he comes out, I recognize, like I said, recognize his voice instantly, too. I, I just thought he was dope. Sweet character. Uh, who doesn't love a cat in a freaking tuxedo with a top hat on and a cane? Like, mm-hmm. like check, check, check. Got them all. <laughs> so uh, the Baron was introduced in Whisper of the Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a movie about a young writer, a young creator. And most of the movie is her just living her daily life, but having these fantastical imagination, um, like, uh, scenelets. Mm-hmm. Where she has a dream, you know, she has an imagination that this figurine comes to life and it is the Baron. But they did change the Baron for the cat returns. They gave him more cat-like eyes, whereas in Whisper of the Heart, he has human eyes. Weird. And they changed his color and they changed his voice to be younger. Oh, okay. He is a Baron in the very first film. Right. And then there's also Toto the Crow who shows up at the crow, cat I hero. think I said Raven, but yeah. Um. Oh, well, potato. It's potato. a crow. It's, crow. it's a crow. bird. Yeah, it's a bird. Bar- it's a bird. I don't trust him. So this point is where I, I got kind of confused because as soon as he's like, oh, this is a land where things that are like, that are believed or made up, they all come here. And I was just like, what? So a cat with a top hat and a crow who can turn to stone? Like, I'm missing something here. So this is where, this is what I asked you. I'm like, hey, is this a sequel or something? Like, why did they not expand this spot or this area? Well, it's amazing because, so there's this, I don't know if I'm supposed to save my questions that I have for you, plus the fan questions that I have for you until mm-hmm. now or later. But um, this one asks the question, so there's this imaginary world, yes. you know, is every... I mean, this is one realm, and then that she gets stolen away to the cat kingdom. Right, which is another realm, right? Right. Right. So um, I'm going to, I, I will save my questions okay. for the end because we have a lot to cover. Cool. So as soon as she gets to the Baron, she's basically immediately kidnapped, taken to the cat kingdom to marry the cats, the cat king's son. So as soon as she gets there, obviously. Uh, the Baron, Muta, and the Raven, Toto, are the crow, <laughs> the crow, Toto. All right, they go to save her, obviously. Mm-hmm. Big fight ensues. Obviously, no spoilers, but if you're listening to this, you probably know by now, spoilers. They, yeah. sa- they save her. <laughs> <laughs> they, well, yeah. Yeah, she totally gets eviscerated. She dies. Um, she wakes up from a coma because it was all this crazy acid trip. And, you know, it's like Alice in Wonderland, right? It's basically the same thing. Which it is literally, and I might have just ruined one of my questions, because this is so Alice in Wonderland. Oh, yeah, totally. It so is. Alice in Wonderland. So, but backtrack a little bit. She does turn into a cat. She's in this magical cat world where all these cats can talk and stand up. It's your basic, you know, the king is bad, he's trying to kidnap you or what have you, and the Baron comes in and saves her, and you know what I mean. So it's it's your basic movie. <laughs> yeah. It's a very very easy plot line to stick with, and very yeah. easy plot line to yeah, guess what what's going to happen next. What I said was that she's taken to this di- different dimension, but truly she is cat burglared. <laughs> That's dimension. true. She is, and uh, <laughs> she, you know, she is transfigured into a small body where she is the same size as everybody else. Right, same size as all the cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, 
uh, Marie. Oh, never mind. I was going to say uh, Marie from the Aristocrat. The Aristocats is her guide because Yuki <laughs> looks just like her. But we're 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 going ahead. So we've got Babe, um, and the cr- the king is just a groovy daddy. God, he's like, so with this, creepy. Though. He is. He is the most animated character in yeah. this entire movie. He is everything when it comes to his mannerisms. Yeah. The fact that he's looking, oh, you can look this way without pissing her off. With his eyes. <laughs> he, he reminded me. Hawkeyes. I don't know if you remember Savannah. We, me, Taylor, used to live with Savannah, mm-hmm. one of Taylor's best friends. And uh, she had a cat named Bigsby. And this is exactly, <laughs> as soon as I saw this cat, the cat king. <gasps> I remember I was Bigsby. Like, Fuck, it's Bigsby, but he's purple. That's funny because I've got to give a shout out to another cat because Muta reminds me of my very, very close friend, Aislinn, has a cat named Bimbles, Bimbles? which first off, Bimbles is the best name on earth for a cat. That's pretty good. Um, And she is the most fattest queen of all, and I love her so (laughs) much. Um, So I'm just going to give shout outs to cats during this this, uh, episode. Shout out to cats. So we're going to go to uh, the the transfiguration of um, Haru when she is taken to this land. She's taken to a to the kingdom directly, right? Mm-hmm. She right. runs into Yuki, who is a servant cat with the big pink bow, uh, big red bow. She looks like um, Anne Marie from uh, the Aristocats, and she is a servant in the in the the kingdom. They take her, they give her this lavish gown that's like Belle from Beauty and the Beast. And she is becoming more and more like a cat and does not understand how. She's like, you know, uh, she, there are so many cat puns of her just saying meow <laughs> instead of no or something. Right, right. She comes upon a court after she's dressed up by the courtesans, these cats in veils, um, of purple and pink cats. So I'm... Here's a problem that I have is that I get a little uh, questionable when it comes to films. And here's the thing. I'm like, why are there purple and pink cats? And then I go, shut the hell up. They're cats that are walking and dressing her <laughs> yeah, up that's a cat. Question. She's dressed like a cat. <laughs> I'm like, this is the reality that you live in. Like when you're watching a movie and somebody's stupid, maybe just assume that people are stupid in this reality. Right, you right. know, stop. Just immerse yourself. Stop being such an elitist all the freaking time. Meanwhile, you know? meanwhile, Muta's drowning in a big thing of jello. Of catnip jello. <laughs> of catnip He's catnip getting jello. high off his fat ass in this catnip jello, right? And um, she's in the court, and there are cats that are delegates from every principality, from every other region. There right. are even naked pharaoh cats. There right. are the big fluffy Russian cats. It's, right. it's just this um, immaculate ball, you know, with every single cat pun like thrown out. You know, there's there's fish. There's you know there's catnip. There's yeah. you know there's catnip jelly. Like it's just them living their most lavish best lives. Because right. I mean, let's be honest, cats assume that they're royalty and they always have since since they were brought to Egypt. Oh, 100%. Okay. 100%. <laughs> they know who they are and they know what they came from and they treat us like trash and we <laughs> worship them for it. So, so Haru is, like you said, kind of becoming more of like a cat. And meanwhile, the the prince, Loon, is not there. What like to and so he comes to rescue her basically. He brings the rest of their army to fight against his dad. Oh, this is this is well after the Baron makes this show of com- he shows up in in a uh, 
in a disguise. Like people aren't going to notice oh, that he yeah, has he's human got a hands. Mask. Yeah. Human hands. He's basically dressed like tuxedo mask from Sailor Moon. And they have this beautiful dance. And he, the only thing he ever says to her when she says something like, you know, let's say like schoolgirl, like, you know, kind of uh, unawares of things. Uh-huh. Like she's like, you're so cool. And he's like, I respect a woman who speaks her mind, you know? And they dance and everybody's like, who's that? What is he doing here? Yeah. Like he has human fun. Fucking hands, he's guys. Got, he literally has a Superman, like, like, uh, how do, like, Incredibles mask, basically. Yeah, yeah, basically just over his face, and she's like, she has no clue who he is. Yeah, like, and he's like, on. he's like, okay, it's me, obviously. Yeah. And yeah. he comes to, uh, you know, she, she needs to be rescued and needs to get out of the cat kingdom by dawn. But here's the thing is that the cat kingdom is constantly at that light that cats prefer. You know, the cat bathing sunlight. Right. So you don't know what time it is, which right. much like a bar that doesn't have windows, you don't know what time <laughs> it is. Screwed. So you are engrossed <laughs> and enveloped in this. Right, right. And the only way out is a big, a big ass castle. And at the very top, there's like a secret like passageway to get back into the human world. And I was pissed because the whole time, once again, my overcritical brain goes, you're a fucking cat. Climb up the walls. Just climb up the walls. I think they were made of stone. So I don't know. <laughs> I've seen cats. Um, do many things. Do, I've seen cats do a lot of things. Okay. Damn, <laughs> terrible things. So this is where like the fight and the chase kind of ensues. And this is when Prince June comes with the army, right? To come save her from her from his dad. Yeah. He's been away. So what? who is this? Oh, it's you. Like, it's seeing her for the first time. And he's like, why are you here? Right. And it's all this amazingly insidious plot by Hey Babe himself. (laughs) Well, I got a great idea. Why don't you marry me instead? Dude, that was the creepiest part. I was just like, oh, (laughs) dude, come on. It's like like if, like, if, like, uh, Baratheon, like fat yeah. ass himself, was like, "You should marry me." Right, literally. That's like Game of. <laughs> it's literally like Game of Thrones if his Robert Baratheon tries to marry like Sansa. Or something. <laughs> oh you my know, god, something, no! Something it would be exactly it's that exactly because she is that. a child, and yeah. he's probably like ten. So in cat years, he's like fifty. Uh, yeah. And he's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know cat year math, so send me a link. <laughs> Uh, so actually we find out too that the cat that she fed when she was a kid and talked to is the same cat that you were talking to. It's Yuki who's Yuki. been leading her this whole way. Like it's, I've, I read a lot of um, descriptions of her was maybe you, <laughs> sorry, Tinder. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's probably Domino's asking me if I've ordered in a while. Um, they care a lot about my business, but I'm probably paying for a lot of people. Um, <laughs> Uh, but um, I, I read that Yuki, maybe Yuki wanted to um, pay respects and she wanted to finally like save Haru's life because she saved Yuki's life, which right. is obvious. Right. Or she wanted to, um, you know, give her a future or uh, just there are all, the, all these different um, interpretations that could be from this. And if you are a um, cinema or a or, uh, uh like book major, yeah, that's what they're called, book majors, cinema right? Book major, Jude. Yeah, cinema book major <laughs> is that you could really. Um, there's a lot to unpack in in just that reaction alone. Right. Also, I just think she's a greedy bitch and she wants to marry Prince Loon herself. So hey, there's maybe that she's too. just a fucking bitch. I never thought of that, but that's yeah. possible. Everybody's a fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah, the Haru gets out through the portal, through the top of the castle. It's kind of in the sky for some reason, and she's falling to get back home. Yes, yeah, she. F- it's because, oh, it's Jaco. You're gonna realize that it's really similar to, um, in Howl's Moving Castle. Mm-hmm. Sophie, when she believes in herself, she becomes younger. Oh right. When yeah. Haru knows and knows who she is like she realizes who she is and she believes in herself like right. the baron basically is the king of pep talks and keeps telling her to just believe in herself and right always you know f- always know who you are which was that was um, the number one rule before you went into the that cat is the kingdom. number one thing is never, that just to like never not believe in yourself basically yeah know who you are yeah. and that's what it was was the main thing was that the closer that she got to become going home much like sophie knowing who she is and believing in in herself mm-hmm. she becomes more human because every time you are you know down on yourself and uh disenchanted you become closer to a cat which being what does she say being a cat wouldn't be so bad yeah you <laughs> she, know that's yeah. the first thing she says when she goes to the cat kingdom because right. it's so like Oh, just egregiously beautiful. Like, right, right. Everything's perfect, perfect for everybody. Oh, that was much better. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the movie, right? I mean, that's basically it. She gets saved. She goes home. And she's, instead of being a slob sleeping in and kind of lackadaisical and doesn't believe in herself, mm-hmm. now she wakes up early. She's making her mom breakfast. She's getting to school. She cut her hair. She cut her hair, yeah. And she's starting to believe in herself. And she's more confident. Mm-hmm. And that's basically, that's basically all his movies right mm-hmm. yeah fine <laughs> believing in yourself is the best quality that you can have as a person right i think i think being unapologetically your best self mm-hmm. because you should not have to apologize when you are your best and your most kind and your most um like hardworking and prevalent person you do not have anything to apologize for you should not apologize for being a kind person correct and so she continues to work hard and much like every single other film that he has he that that uh, miyazaki has made and been a part of it is a it's a likeness of humanity and doing your best that constantly prevails Mm -hmm. you know and uh, yeah, this film is much like Alice in Wonderland. It's got a lot of feeling to it. It's, you know what? For what is it? A, a one hour movie? It's it, like an hour and forty five minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah. fifty seven minutes or something like that. It is. It's a. It's a little romp. It's simple. It's played out. Deus Ex Machina happens when they're trying to get through the maze, and uh, every single. A cat guard lined up as a fake wall and dominoes. There's uh, Ronaldo Moon, who Muta ends up being, which is a great cat burglar, but I'm um, <laughs> that uh, went under the pseudonym of uh, Muta and um, hid from the cat kingdom, but then he shows up and they're right, all like, and he's, a, and he's a great deterrent to what's happening with Haru and the Baron. Right. And I think the greatest thing about this movie is that Haru, first off, says that she has a big crush on the Baron. <laughs> and he does this thing where, well, gosh darn it, I love a woman who speaks her mind. And I've grown very fond of you. I don't know, I'll always be here for you, you know, like sister, right. and then sends her off. And when she's told that the boy that she has a crush on is broke up with, the girl, with his girlfriend, she goes, that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Because it doesn't. This right. is a fling. This is a crush. Like... You don't need to um, unroot your entire self for somebody else. Right. She's she knows who she is, and she's and she is 
killing it. Yeah. She's well, slaying it, queen. <laughs> yeah. Snap, snap, yes, snap. queen. Yeah. Oh, I don't even have to say yes, queen, because yeah. I already have a list. <laughs> so, Jacob, with this film, I have quite a few questions for you, some from fans. Um, and uh, I just, on my way here, came up with some killers for you. All right, okay? hit me with them. So I will say the first question that I have is that, uh, so you already uh, told me that beforehand you had no idea about this film. Right. So um, what uh, what the movie ended up being about, how did you feel about that? Like what was your per- like your first interpretation of the film? Like okay, so was I, it anything that you expected it to be? It, it was slightly what I expected it to be, but I – I thought there was going to be more magic. I thought there was going to be more like... Um, like spells and curses, right, which like is spells. very up his alley. Right, exactly. And so I did not think it was going to be like the world of cats. I thought mm-hmm. it was just going to be the barren in the world of like humans. But, you know, either way, it was it was a great... You know, it was awesome. That but, is also an interesting... Um, I mean, an interesting possibility. Like yeah. I would, I would love to see what the hell the Baron's getting up to. Right, I thought I world. thought he was gonna be like helping her out at her school. That's just what I thought. Jaco, that's actually hilarious, and <laughs> yeah. I would pay to see that remake. When I saw the first, when I saw the poster, I didn't see her as a cat behind him. All I saw was him. I didn't even look at her second. Like I always saw her like maybe the back. You thought background. the Baron was the main character. I thought he was the main character. And I thought she was still a human behind him. I didn't know that she was a cat. Interesting. Yeah. Well. And also with Japanese art, you never know if somebody's just like absolutely adorable or it's a stylistic right, choice. Right, right. <laughs> okay, so then that brings me to what was your first Im- impression of the Baron when he first showed up? He was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved his voice. I loved his freaking tuxedo, his top hat and everything. And I, I knew instantly, I was like, oh shit, like he's going to change the movie here. Which he wasn't in the movie as much as I wanted him to be, but still awesome. I the, just think they couldn't couldn't pay the voice actor enough. Uh, enough no 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 in. because in in japan I'm, I'm actually sure they probably couldn't pay that voice actor enough too because japan has some pretty prevalent voice actors right but i mean wouldn't that be i mean a detective series with yeah, him yeah. Oh my God, and his stone bro cool. like i do love the like you know the flippantness of teenage girls and them trying to find themselves right. it's lovely but i mean i'm so uh just deterred by life itself and i'm like can you give me a magical cat detective just, just please? give me the baron call it like give me sherlock holmes and call it the baron just that would be which it. perfectly leads me into my next question okay. is what did you get any film vibes other like did you get any other like reminiscent of other movies or other stories from this right. which obviously alice in wonderland right alice in wonderland mixed with sherlock holmes mixed with like Ponyo vibes, but it wasn't but Ponyo as the storyline. It was just kind of like you kind of know what's gonna happen next, and kind of mm-hmm. like not a typical, you know, Studio Ghibli movie. Mm-hmm. So this was um, this question was more so for me to answer because okay. you know that's what how people talk. Yeah, they, yeah. they ask you questions so they, they can fuck. Answer. It's yeah, like yeah. when somebody's like. What's your spirit animal? Yeah. I don't fucking have one, Dave. What's yours? <laughs> Tell me it's a bear. I bet it's a bear or a fucking wolf. And if you it's know? not, get the fuck out of yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> I swear to God, what's your fucking spirit animal? I love that tribal band you've got, Dave. You know, you're a 25-year-old white guy who works for UPS. Get the fuck out of here. But oh, Dave, <laughs> um, I, I thought it reminded me of the Great Mouse Detective. Oh, shit. Because yeah, first of off, that. 
the Baron's a detective, right? Yeah. Who works for the Bureau. And he, he has that cane, like a sword, where they have that big clock tower fight. Dude, yeah. And it just so brought me back to, like, I mean, come on. The Great Mouth Detective. If you haven't seen it, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck just out of go, here. Just go home and fucking get, get some culture, please. <laughs> best villain, best sidekick. Oh, oh, get this, get the girl, get the girl. Okay, oh, so I haven't seen that in so long. Yeah, um, that was uh, my um, best at trying to do the bat. Um, That's pretty good. That's close. Thank you so much. Yeah. Now I will say, what did you think about the film overall? Yeah, overall. Uh, would you watch it again? Would I watch it again? I'd have to. I mean, I'd probably watch it with like my son. Uh, like, I think it's a great kids. It's movie. a really good kids movie. Really, great really good kids, kids movie. movie. There's no like you know, blood or gore or curse words or, but it's a great story to like kind of teach your kids their morals and stuff like that. And have a crush on a cat. Have um, a crush on a cat and bestiality stuff. No. <laughs> Minus hey, all that. <laughs> that's that's legal in some places. And, and you know what? They can't charge you if it's on international waters. So. Okay. But <laughs> I love how I go from talking about my kid to, to just be two things you wouldn't do. Yeah. You would never put together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I, I would. I wouldn't rank it towards the top. It didn't crack my top three, top five, but it definitely didn't crack my like bottom three of these movies. It, it, it's right in the middle with Ponyo, I'd say. It's simple and it works just like exactly, Ponyo. It exactly. It is the secret of Ariadne. It is. I mean, the secret life of Ariadne. It is. It is chicken soup for the soul. It is a film that I would have watched. I wish I had watched as a child right, and would have become wholeheartedly obsessed. Yeah, if I was you obsessed know? with cats, it's I would short, watch this. It's, yeah, it's short, it's to the point. Yes. Jaco hates cats, and I would have probably watched <laughs> this a thousand times if I was a child. I don't hate cats, they're just gross. You're not a dog person either, you're a child person, which is all the more dirtier. <laughs> So, next question. Next so I have a fan question, okay? Okay. Now this fan question is, I think, a really good one because that means I get to answer it too, which makes it great. Bingo. Um, is if you would go to a magical kingdom similar to the one in the Cat Returns, what animal kingdom would you like to see most? And also, which would you least like to see? <laughs> so if I got to pick an animal Any kingdom. Any animal kingdom, what oh, okay. would you want to see? Okay. That's hard, right? And you're always welcome to change your answer. But for now on the podcast, let's call it and do it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, let me start with least least animal kingdom. I wouldn't go to the kingdom of spiders. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like tarantula kingdom would actually be kind of nice. Dude, it'd be hella sick, but like, it'd be cool because it'd, it'd kind of give me like the uh dracula vibes you know but, but with well, fucking really spiders nice. like fucking everywhere like the lost woods in harry potter like that's probably exactly <gasps> what spiders it'd be are like. that big have you seen have you seen the the um is it the bird eating spider or the hawk spider the one that is as big as a bird and eats birds it's like the hawk spider Oh God, is, no! I don't or see that or the one that i've had the most nightmares about is the trapdoor spider Jesus you know, Christ. the one that makes its own fake door in the floor oh, I've and seen opens those. it to grab its prey. Dude, those are no, sick. I think I think the bird eater is probably a <clears throat> no, 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 as your son would say. No, 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 no. <laughs> Both hands out. No, no spiders. Bring him with you because they'll fuck off with him putting his hands out like he's your personal bouncer. Yeah, or I'll just throw him at him. You know, either fuck, way. Fuck, whip, whip a child. Uh, what would you say for the least? For least, I want to say I would probably, ooh, in a way, my least favorite. Okay, the one that I would hate to see would be the Sloth Kingdom. 
because I know everybody's smiling and I love that. But Sloth it's in, Kingdom? Oh, but it's like, God. I have no patience. Can you imagine how long it would take to get a coffee? <laughs> yeah. And it's all patience, decaf. So. Zero. Yeah. I'd be like, if I stomp on this person's kid and push them out of the way, will anybody notice? Will anybody's reaction <laughs> they can't time? Catch you. Will anybody's reaction time be good enough for me to jump over the fucking kiosk and make the fucking coffee myself? Right. Well, well so <laughs> if we went into these kingdoms, I would become a spider, right? Mm-mm. And so you would become You'd a You'd be the size of, but you have great confidence, um, though you show it very poorly here. Um, <laughs> I think that because, man, having like eight hands. And That'd eight, be like, dope. Two, like yeah. four feet and four arms and being like, nope. If nope. I could fit in and the spiders weren't all there to kill me, then it might not be that I bad. don't think spiders kill each other very often unless you're a woman. Right. That's, that's what I I'm don't want to go to the spider kingdom. Like, whereas like you wouldn't want to go to the praying mantis kingdom. Where I would fucking just belong, just like fucking sucking, oh, yeah, killing, eating. Fuck, they bite their maids' heads off. Yeah, where they're, it's just a one, and it's all always a one night stand with a praying mantis, but with a with a, a tarantula. With a with a tarantula, I couldn't go there because the the young eat eat them old, the moms. Damn. So you'd actually be like, you'd probably be like an NBA star there. Do you oh, think yeah. they're all as articulate with their arms as you are? <laughs> Fuck no. Fuck no. I'd so, right so, the one that, so the one that you would want to go to? Um, giraffes. Why? Why? <laughs> because that's the most odd answer you could give? Why? No, no. Because you would feel short for the first time in your fucking life? Nobody, You'd probably be the tallest giraffe. Nobody makes any noises. It's all smooth. It's all silent. And nobody bugs you. And then if I need to go like on like a roller coaster ride, just slide down their fucking necks or something. And but Jacob, like that. <laughs> what? are you like dad? And if you oh, just, yeah. all you would hear is... Oh, dude. Yeah, exactly that. that would, but they'd be eating. Yeah, that's fucking true. I would want to probably go to... My heart said, oh, so my right choice says dog kingdom because everybody's like, I love you. Let me sniff, sniff your butt, which are my two favorite things. Um, <laughs> but I would want to go to bear kingdom. Bear I kingdom? I want to go to bear kingdom because they already look so suave on their feet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just all the honey. All the honey, all the honeys. Everybody's a bear. Fuck. So you got to think about this. Uh, now I'm going to take back See, my answer. I, I did have a chance because I, I read the fan question. First. Dolphin Kingdom. Let me change my answer. Dolphin That's Kingdom. That's a lot of fucking and raping. That's what I'm saying. Wait. <laughs> 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 yeah, dolphins are... They're just, the second smartest animal. That's the only reason. Yeah, not not the fucking and raping the part. And Jeffrey Dahmers of the fucking underwater. I don't think... God damn it. I'm taking that you're answer gonna back. Time. You're going to need time. You're going to want to go to the tarantula kingdom after damn it, this. Yeah. You're going to want to go to the golden retriever kingdom. Fuck. Okay, the Golden Isles. (laughs) So now my question for you, the one that I came up with, is which Studio Ghibli film would you want to see a sequel of? What I want to see a sequel of? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's so hard because they're all so good, but I want to um, uh, remind you that this is, you don't want to see a remake, you don't want to see a Happily Ever After Ruined. Mm -hmm. What's a good one? Ah, damn, that's so tough. Yeah, because I'd want to see, like, I want to give a few, like maybe a second chance. Like, Nas- I love Nausicaa, but like they didn't have like background music and it was so like. It's old and monotone exactly. for sure. Unless you're a sci fi queen like me, where it's like Dune is my life and I love old school movies. Right. You're just, it just doesn't. Or like t- Tales of the Earth Sea, give them another <sighs> chance. That one's rough too. You know what I mean? But so. But Don't my, give those the chance. They right. have their opportunity. Self- selfishly. Probably a Spirited Away, something cool like that, where they could make an entire world. Like they already have that world, right? And they could go back there. She could be older. Maybe it'd be her they kid. They told Son that she could come back 
and that's right yeah exactly that's honestly i would love to see her being her like clumsy like maybe mom self you Mm. know oh yeah or like an accomplished artist or her daughter or son or something pet you know with her yeah like her being this like single woman or her partner i think that san as a character had the most growth and has the opportunity to have a sequel. Right. Yeah, I think so too. That may be Kiki's delivery service because I want to see that bitch old. I want to <laughs> see her like make a salmon um, uh, like meal or what are they called? A casserole for somebody else. Yeah. And yeah. It'll never happen. but It won't. But Spirited Away 2 would be sick. Spirited Away 2 would probably be absolutely amazing. The ones that we like Tales from Earthsea had their chance. It didn't translate well in English. Right. Uh, same with uh, Nausicaa is just a sci-fi killer it's and really obviously, good obviously the original intentions of prince mononoke right you right know, like right. inspiration with bugs <laughs> would never want to see a prince mononoke sequel yeah i don't this think film they could. ended the best it yeah could, exactly in a sense that probably the only actually no i probably cried during every single studio ghibli film but prince mononoke is the one that it was tied up in a bow mm-hmm. and they were in love and i don't need to know anymore I don't. I yeah, don't need to know it. anybody who comes back alive. I don't need to know right. what happens to the to the night walker. Like I don't. I don't right. need to. I do not need to reopen old wounds with. Uh, leave it to with, fans. Leave it to imagine, imagination. Yeah, with Spirited Away, it's an adventure that you want to see continue. Yeah, and it's a spiritual world, so it's so many things that could happen over like eras of ghosts and things yeah, like that. Yeah, you could have like, evil ghosts come take over. Different cryptids like arising and stuff. There are some right. actually really scary Japanese cryptids out there that are very interesting, but I will not waste time on this podcast. <laughs> One question I do have for the fans is what Studio Ghibli film would you like to see a sequel of? And Great also, question. once again, this fan nailed it, threw it out of the park with this question. Do not, they, they wanted to be anonymous. I do not know why. Their name starts with an R. Um, uh, we, I want to know which Animal Kingdom like you would want to go to. You know, right, the yeah. lion one would probably be a pretty fun matriarchy, or the orcas and stuff. I like picked that. the two fucking worst you ones. You picked the fucking worst, <laughs> scariest ones ever. Um, but I picked the worst one. I picked I picked slots. Uh, They're not the worst. I yeah. just would probably do a lot of face palming and just Don't moving them. If, guys, this is me holding your face and throwing it out of my way to get whatever I want. I could probably, I would be the fastest thief alive. Oh, yeah, they could. I'd become a, but I'd become a sloth so quick. Yeah, that's true. Because too. I'd be so into it. <laughs> you got any more questions? Um, I, those are, let's see, let's see, do I have any other? Those are all my questions for today. All right. So, so yeah, that was The Cat Returns from Studio Ghibli, 2002. Uh, great movie. I give it three and a half stars out of five. Oh, see, that's not bad. Um, I give it um, four and a cat stars, and I would say, you know, like four and a half. I got it, I got it. I'm I'm, I'm splitting hairs here. (laughs) Um, But I recommend it as a children's film all around. I recommend it as a get out of your fucking head because the world feels like it's ending film because it is the sweetest, most adorable thing ever, and everything just everything's answered before you can think of what's going to happen next and it's just so settling you know you're not going to guess but you know right right and uh i am very excited for us to get back on the path of righteousness which is us continuing this podcast once a week every week i'm gonna do it i'm here for it (laughs) we're gonna try our best yeah so uh, no we're gonna succeed 
There is no try. There is do or do not. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Uh, thanks for sticking around. If you guys want to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, it's at Studio Geekly Pod. And thanks. Yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Any and all uh, constructive or just absolutely brutal criticism is welcomed. And I will see you guys on the flippity flop. <laughs>